Welcome to PlayStation Daily. I'm John Blanco. Today, we're going to be talking about the next gen of PlayStation, the PS5 Pro. Now, this is not an announced console, but it's kind of something we think is going to be coming. And I got an email from Eric D., who wrote in and said, love your podcast. Thank you, Eric. Been looking for one just like it for a while and glad I came across it a couple weeks ago. Awesome. My topic suggestion is PS5 Pro. What do you think of the rumors? Would you buy one? Is it needed? What would you like to see in a Pro model? I myself never could justify a PS4 Pro. I am not a graphics junkie, so the launch PS4 was good enough for me. Well, thanks for sending that in, Eric. I think I think you reflect what a lot of people reflect, which is right now, everything seems fine. I remember when I had the PS4 and they announced the PS4 Pro, it, it just instantly made me feel like I was missing out, that I had spent good money on a PS4. got a good deal on it. I didn't get it right away. But uh, all of a sudden, well, now there's the Pro, and now you're behind. It gives you that feeling of, of falling back. But let's talk about it, and we'll go through each of your questions, starting off with, is it needed? And the best way to answer that question is to talk about what the PS4 Pro did. So the PS4 Pro was released November 10th, 2016. That's my birthday, by the way. And that comes on the heels of when the PS4 was released. Uh, For context, it was almost exactly three years prior. And if you look at the calendar right now, we are past the three-year mark. So if they were going to release a PS5 Pro, it would have been in November. But they haven't. COVID probably had a lot to do with it. They had a hard enough time getting PS5s out the door especially going through a chip shortage. But you got to feel like a PS5 Pro is coming, right? When the PS4 Pro was released, it it released for the same price as the PS4 was when it first launched, which was $400. Now, the PS5 is a $500 console if you, you know, just take the regular one with the disk system, right? Which is the same thing the PS4 had. So you would expect a PS5 Pro would come in at $500 as well. And by the time the PS4 Pro came out, the PS4 had a a price drop, so keep that in mind. Now, the way Sony did it was no PS4 Pro only games were allowed, so there were no games that were exclusive for the PS4 Pro, and that was the way to go. You don't want to, you know, we go through console cycles and games get locked out when you get a new system, but when you're doing a Pro and you're not doing like a full revision... You don't want to punish people that have invested hundreds of dollars into your console and then have games that they can't play. And um, so there were no exclusive games. And that's similar to how Xbox handled their Series S and X, by the way. Um, they had to, they had to do everything up until the Baldur's Gate 3 fiasco, where they couldn't do the same features in terms of local co-op on the Series S. And that's why it didn't get released the same time as the PlayStation, which worked out for Sony. But uh, they're playing the same ball game here. Now, the PS4 Pro added HDR support, um, added 4K resolution. At the time, 1080 was the limit for the PS4. And there was a big set of games that on launch day were PS4 Pro, what they called enhanced. And ironically, as I go through the list, Helldivers 1 was on this list. So Helldivers, which was a Sony published game 
was PS4 Pro Enhanced. In fact, there's a lot of Sony published games on here, a lot of games very closely associated with Sony. And I think it was really smart for them to, uh, you know, you, you want your game to be PS4 Pro Enhanced because people buying that console are going to be looking around and seeing, hey, what is it that I could buy? What is it that I could grab to show off my console? So you get yourself an exclusive list. I see XCOM 2 is on there. I see Uncharted 4, Thief's End. It's kind of like going back in a time machine, really. But that's how it was handled by Sony. Final sales numbers. So 117.2 million PS4 sales. 14.3 million were PS4 Pro. So 12.2% of all PS4 sales were PS4 Pro. So it puts it in perspective... A lot of people bought it in terms of millions. In fact, that number is very close to the total sales for a Nintendo Wii U, but a very small percentage in the end. And that makes sense. Um, by that time, the PS4 was just cheaper, and there weren't a lot of big differences between the two. Honestly, if you had a 4K TV, an HDR-supported TV, you had a reason to get yourself a PS4 Pro, uh, but otherwise not. And my memories of it, too, I remember buying The Last Guardian, and playing that and hearing that it looks a lot better on PS4 Pro. And I was worried about it at the time. But I, I never really noticed anything. So, um, you know. So, is it needed? I'm going to say it's not needed if it's going to enhance the PlayStation um, in a similar way as the PS4 Pro. So, I, I, I don't think it's needed. And I think that reflects in uh, the PS4 Pro sales. Now, what would you like to see in a PS5 Pro? Well... I think what it comes down to is a couple of things. One is raw support. And the PS5 does not support 8K. Okay, It cannot output to 8K. I feel like just like with the 4K on PS4 Pro, a PS5 Pro would be an 8K machine. Um, so I think that's one. I'd love to actually see the DualSense controller in an upgrade. Uh, more battery power would be nice. I, I can see them putting out a different line of controllers that, you know, you don't have to for a new console, but maybe you do. Maybe you put out new controllers. Maybe they're a little more expensive. I don't know what Sony needs to do, but maybe this is the excuse to put out controllers. Maybe you have controllers that are only for a PS5 Pro that have better battery life or maybe fix some other issues that I'm not aware of. But the really big thing that I think a PS5 Pro would have to do is this. It would have to bridge... Fidelity mode and performance mode. As you know, most games, oh no, I shouldn't say most games. A lot of games, especially big AAA titles, have fidelity mode where you have better graphics or performance mode where you have better frame rate. Now, I am a, I'm a frame rate guy. You said you're not a graphics junkie. I'm not a graphics junkie either, but I am a frame rate junkie. And games that run at at least 60 frames per second just work better with me. I like the fluid motion. I feel like it is reacting quicker to my controller movements. When games are 30 frames or lower, I feel like there's like a delay going on there. I would love to see, let's take Marvel's Spider-Man 2, for example. I played that whole game in performance mode, and I really missed all of the effects happening over, especially over all the building windows for reflecting the light. And, and, and generally, the idea is in fidelity mode, you will see real life reflections in glass in mirrors in in those kinds of things 
Whereas in performance mode, those things are muted or faked in a way to avoid the, the calculation and performance. And you'll also see the stuff that that is in the game gets a little bit sharper. I would love to see where we have performance mode that runs like fidelity. So in other words, take fidelity mode and make that 60 frames per second. Because I want to play the game in fidelity mode, but I need the frame rate. And I would just love to make that just marry together. Now on a PS5 Pro, it could be that, you know, uh, your fidelity mode is 60 frames and your performance mode is 90 frames or 120 frames. That's fine too. I just need at least 60 frames per second. At that point, I don't, I don't really care much after that. That's the big thing I'd like to see in a pro model. I'd also like to see, and this is maybe just for me, I'd like to see them do the same thing where they have a disc version and a non-disc version because I bought the disc version of PS5 thinking that I was going to be able to play my PS4 games on it and maybe watch a movie, but realistically, I don't really need it. I think I've watched maybe one or two movies ever since I got the thing. I don't play any PS4 games, and I'd, ra I'd rather just go all digital. So if they do put out a PS5 Pro and I can pick it up for, let's say, 450 I probably would at that point. Now, would I buy one? That's a good question, and I think that's a good question we can, we'll all ask ourselves. Um, do I need one? No, I already said that. What would I like to see in the Pro model? I'd like to see 60 frame fidelity mode. That's that's what I would like to see. Would I buy one? I'll say this. I can't think of a single game in my library which has had performance issues, honestly. Um, I, I can name a bunch of Nintendo Switch games, that is for sure. Uh, I remember when I was playing the Xbox originally and Tomb Raider was not performing the way I wanted it to until they finally unlocked that frame rate. I don't think I've ever played a PS5 game where I said, this is not performing well at all. This is this is not looking good. So I would say I don't need one, but would I buy one? Yes, I would buy one. <laughs> uh, especially if you told me, all you have to do is say, Spider-Man 2, 60 frames a second, fidelity mode, right? Because that would also factor into games like Horizon, where I also play in performance mode, God of War, Tons of games where I, I turn down the settings because I just need the game to run smoother. I would love to see those games run and look as amazing as those fidelity modes um, would be. I'm also, I'd like to upgrade my, my TV. I technically have a 4K TV, but it's like a TCL, so it has the, the built-in Roku in it. And I love the handiness of it. And I think I spent like two fifty or three hundred dollars on it. It's it was a low cost, but it's not the best TV on the market. I wouldn't mind upgrading my TV to get something with better color, better HDR, four K, and really take advantage of some of those performance modes. Like I say, I don't play in fidelity mode, so I don't really play in in true four K. But I would like to be able to. That would be really cool. So if I upgrade my TV, then I would without a doubt upgrade to a ps5 pro here's a problem though something we need to think about i did an episode a few weeks ago talking about how if you subscribe to ps plus you can have one machine in your account that is a ps5 machine and one machine that's a ps4 machine the benefit is that my son who has my ps4 is able to get ps plus benefits so he can download games to play with ps plus from ps plus 
Um, he got, you know, he got foam stars for free. He gets the monthly games. He can do all of that. And he gets the online. If they put out a PS5 Pro, does that classify as a PS5? Because if I got the PS5 Pro, almost undoubtedly, I would give him my PS5 rather than sell it. I'd be more likely to actually sell my PS4 and just, you know, it still has some decent resale value. I would be more likely to just sell the PS4 and some of the the older PS4 games. So would the PS5 Pro let me have one system like that and then the PS5 and then both of us have PS Plus? That would be a very interesting to look forward to when they announce the details of that, that you can have all three of those systems under your account that all support PS Plus. If I couldn't do that, then my son would be facing, you know, well, I got a PS5, but I don't have PS Plus. And he plays a lot of online games, so that would be really important to me. Definitely sure. The other big reason why I would get a PS5 Pro is I've got a podcast. I got to talk about it, right? It's the same reason I got PS Plus Premium. It's because I have a podcast. Let's be honest. I did not need PS Plus Premium. I have it so I can, you know, talk about those features, but I really don't need to. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would probably be tempted in getting a, a PS5 Pro for sure. Day one? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Probably. I do know that I'm I'm definitely going to be PS6 day one. Um, I'm in the, the, the PlayStation. I've had all the PlayStations, but I've never really gotten one day one ever. But... My love for PlayStation has really grown over the last couple of years to the point where I'm doing a podcast. I am a PS6 day one for sure, even if I have to wait in line or whatever. So PS5 Pro, thumbs up for me. Will people need it? Thumbs down. I don't think you will actually need it. I never really lamented not having a PS4 Pro. It's fine. If you have a high-grade TV with more you know, features, I mean, AK TV even, like, probably, yes, you would want a PS5 Pro to take care of that. But honestly, I don't think it'll be necessary. And hopefully Sony makes it so that it that it isn't necessary. I really don't like mid-gen console upgrades. Honestly, just give me a new console. But if you're going to release one, you know, three years in, then yeah, it should be a mid-gen upgrade. But it shouldn't leave anybody in the dark. That's for sure. So good question. Thanks for writing in, Eric. If anybody wants to write in, give me a topic or ask a question, uh, listen to my outro, which I'm about to go through, and I'll put it on the show. I will answer every question, no matter what it is. You can even ask me my favorite candy. That's fine. PlayStation Daily is your daily podcast for everything Sony PlayStation. Email me topic ideas or feedback for the show at PlayStationDailyPod at gmail.com. We're on threads at PSDailyPod and now on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PSDailyPod. Hope you've enjoyed today's pod. We'll be back tomorrow, but until next time. PlayStation.